0: Large Tents were set up around the clearing. Someone had dug a large fire pit in the center and ringed it with stones. Folks who lived in the woods had to be mighty careful with fire. A blaze that got out of hand in a forest like this could burn for days and consume hundreds of thousands of acres. There was already enough danger of fire from lightning strikes without adding to it with carelessness. A small fire crackled in the pit a coffee-pot perched on a metal grate above the flames. To one side sat a large frying pan with some bacon and biscuits in it. The men who'd made this camp had been preparing a midday meal. They'd never have to worry about that again. They were all dead, their bodies scattered around the clearing. Frank's jaw tightened as he reined Stormy to a halt. His mouth was a grim line. He looked around, the gore-splattered clearing, and tried to figure out how many men had died here. He put the number at six, although it was hard to be sure because they appeared to have been torn limb from limb. Frank had seen plenty of violent death in his life, but he wasn't sure he had ever come across anything like this before. He had heard stories about how grizzly bears could maul men until they barely looked human. As he gazed in horror around the clearing, his first thought was that a bear must have done this. But it would take a grizzly to wreak such destruction, and he didn't think they lived in this part of the country. There were black bears in California, but he doubted if one of those smaller bears could have killed six men. A black bear might have mauled one or two men, but those gunshots Frank had heard would have brought it down. Dog, come away from there he called as the big cur nosed around the torn-up bodies. Still holding the Winchester, he swung down from the saddle and studied Stormy and Goldie. The horses were a mite skittish, but that was probably from the coppery smell of freshly spilled blood that filled the air. They would be spooked even more if they were picking up bear scent, Frank thought, and Dog would be growling. Dog was curious about what had happened here, but the thick ruff of fur around his neck wasn't standing up as it would have been if he'd smelled a bear or some other immediate danger. Because of that, Frank knew that whatever had done this was gone. He walked over to take a closer look at the bodies. The men were still clad in blood-soaked clothing. Frank studied the boots that had metal caulks on their soles, the thick canvas trousers and the woolen shirts, and he knew he was looking at loggers. The saws and axes and other gear scattered around the camp testified to that fact as well. He saw several pistols and a couple of rifles lying on the ground where the men had dropped them. The guns hadn't saved them. Dog lifted his head and growled. Somebody was coming. Frank swung around in time to see four men burst out of the woods, each of them carrying a long-handled, double-bitted axe. They stopped short and stared in shock at the horrible scene laid out before them. They were dressed the same as the dead men— with the addition of caps or narrow-brimmed hats. A couple wore holstered guns strapped high on their waists. After a moment all four men slowly came forward into the clearing, gazing around at the corpses as if they couldn't believe what they were seeing. Finally one of them lifted stunned eyes to Frank and demanded, "'Mister, did you do this?' Frank shook his head. Do you really think one man could do this?' he asked. I heard the shots and the screams and rode up to see what was going on. I imagine the same thing brought you fellows here. Did you know these men? Yeah, we knew him, replied a broad-shouldered man with a bushy mustache that drooped over his mouth. We were all part of the same crew. Then I'm sorry you lost your friends. You have any idea what might have happened? The Terror, another man said. Yeah, a third man croaked. The Terror of the Redwoods. A frown creased Frank's forehead. What's that? he asked. Some kind of animal? It's not an animal, mister, the first man said with a shake of his head. In an awed voice he went on. It's a monster. Frank's frown deepened. Stories about various monsters that were supposed to live in the West, like the Sasquatch and the Wendigo, were common, but he had never really believed in them. He was about to say as much when he heard hoofbeats approaching the clearing. Those gunshots had drawn a lot of attention. As Frank turned toward the sound of horses, three men rode into the clearing. These newcomers were dressed very differently from the loggers. They wore range clothes and broad-brimmed Stetsons. They had gun belts...